Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure. Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at uh, ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. If you're planning a meeting, conference, or special event in Missoula, consider the Wingate by Wyndham. Our event space is comfortable and flexible. Whether you need an intimate boardroom meeting or a conference war 100, Missoula's Wingate is the perfect fit. Our audio-visual equipment, upgraded internet, and flexible food and beverage policies allow you to put on an impressive show without breaking the bank. Call us at Missoula's Wingate, where we make you feel at home when you're not. Good afternoon, boys and girls. Hope you are well. It is Two Telling Nuanas on your radios on 1029 ESPN Radio and across the state on SWX Montana Television. Hi, how are you? Great to have you on board for a Wednesday edition of Two Telling Nuanas broadcasting live from the Kurtz Polaris Studios. Kurtz Polaris is at 2904 West Broadway in Missoula, Highway 83 in Sealy, and online at KurtzPolaris.com. You can find us on the World Wide Web if you know how to access it. Ever heard of that thing? What a deal that is. World Wide Web. It's out there. 1029ESPN.com. It's a web page. The web page. I can say centrally located in the middle of the uh, internet. 1029ESPN.com has a bunch of things on it. In particular, you can listen live. No matter where you are, if you're on the uh, device, the tablet, the computer, whatever it is, the machine that you're using to access the internet, you can listen live to our show and the uh, station in general, no matter where you are. Thanks to Opportunity Bank, your local bank, your opportunity. If you want to pick up your phone and call, you can do that too. 329-1899-329-1899. All guests, join us via the Rankage Brothers RV phone line. Let's take a look at what we got in the show today. We're going to open up today talking about here we are in the middle of what is the fourth week of non-conference football in the uh, Big Sky Conference across the FCS uh, I don't know how many people are aware of exactly the cycle that this is, but there's an additional game this year, 12 games in the uh, in the uh, uh, college football schedule this year because they uh, there's an additional Saturday prior to Thanksgiving because of the way the calendar falls. So every fifth year, you kind of get this anomaly where you get an additional game. That's maybe why you're seeing a lot more FBS jump-up games, especially to Power 5 teams, because there's an additional opportunity to uh, schedule a money game for FCS teams. But for Montana and Montana State, in terms of just the fourth game, which is quote-unquote the additional game, uh, it is uh, a couple of home games against Norfolk State, 
for uh, Montana State and against Monmouth for the University of Montana. So who benefits more from having uh, 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 an additional game to play this week than before launching into conference football? So we will get into that. We will also have, it is a Wednesday after all, a wing it Wednesday. Give away wings to the Desperado Sports Tavern, the best wings in the city of Missoula. The questions I got for you today revolve around Major League Baseball. We're coming down to it. About 10, 12 games left in the Major League Baseball regular season, and then we will launch into the post season uh and so there are a couple teams that have already clinched a couple teams on the precipice of a hundred win seasons i want to get into that and uh, maybe a little look back to, to last year on the uh, world series so we'll get into that it is tonight oh man now i'm fired up you thought you were going to get me in a bad mood no 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 not on this day incubus at the amphitheater down there in uh, bonner the kettle house amphitheater this evening Ke- coulter's going i'm going I'm pumped up about this show. I've been looking forward to singing Incubus for a long time. So this is going to be fun tonight. Uh, And I want to talk about, yes, levels of fame, because I was very much discouraged by a conversation I had today with a youngster uh, and his ignorance of this very great band. So we will uh, go through that. We also will have the ESPN Roundtable today. We're now we're shifting this, okay? Normally the ESPN Roundtable, we've had it on Thursdays on the show. We're moving it to Wednesdays. And then Thursday at noon on ESPN Radio, we will re-air it for you. So tomorrow at noon, it will be on for you. But we're going to start it today at about 5.20 or so. We will have it. And it is this week, Mick Morris, the head coach of the Hellgate Night football team, Hellgate 2-0 and this season. They are hosting uh, uh, Flathead, Kalispell Flathead, the uh, state runner-up last year, going to uh, be playing uh, Hellgate on Friday in, the, in Hellgate's homecoming football game. But uh, Hellgate being 2-0, and uh, if you don't know, then you're probably new to the area, is a remarkable thing. It hasn't been that since 1995, the last time Hellgate was 2-0. and uh, And they're looking very, very good. They obviously have one of the best players in the state in Raleigh Wooster on their team, but some other good players as well. Uh, it's not a one-man show ever in, uh, in, uh, in football. And so uh, fun to have the coach on who kind of reclaimed, made that reclamation project go and is turning this team right now into, uh, who knows, a very, very uh, uh, high expectations, really higher than have been at Hellgate in a very long time. So there you go. That's what we're going to get into today. Uh, that is our show outlook. It is brought to us by Missoula Gutter Cleaning, the safest, most fun, most insured company. Visit MissoulaGutterCleaning.com for an estimate. Coulter is on his way in. He is at practice right now uh, for uh, the Grizz football team, uh, getting uh, a chance to uh, chat with Bobby Houck, talk to him about where he's at midweek hitting into uh, Monmouth, so he'll be in here momentarily. But I wanted to talk uh, about a couple of things with you regarding this week, uh, and particularly from Montana and Montana State's perspective, as we have an additional week of football uh, this year, a 12-week or a 12-game regular season schedule as opposed to the normal 11 games, and that does not change at all. The conference uh, play, the number of conference games, what they do is they add an extra non-conference game. So you have seen a, a bunch of teams at the FCS level around the Big Sky Conference playing multiple FBS games rather than just one uh, money game. They're playing maybe two just to get that sort of extra revenue, the extra check. In fact, Bobby Houck himself in the uh, in the in the Monday press conference alluded to the fact what is you know what does it mean to have an extra game? He said that's oh, extra home game, extra revenue for the program is basically what it is, and a lot of teams are treating that extra 
extra game, a lot of programs treating that extra game as a money maker and trying to 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 get that. Montana, Montana State, fortunate that that can be a home game in which they can make some money as opposed to having to go on the road and play up and uh, probably in a losing situation, perhaps a severely losing situation in order to get that check written. But nonetheless, uh, uh, an extra game for everybody here. I want to go through that for Montana, Montana State this week. Who's benefiting more from that fourth week of non-conference play? Speak of the devil. Hi. Welcome back, my friend. You don't have to call me the devil. Have I told you about my uh, my Swedish girlfriend in college? You have. Well, since I opened that up, I will say it to everybody now. We were speaking about somebody, much like I was speaking about you here, and then that person arrived, much like you arrived here, and she said to me, huh, talking about Satan? That's classic. Nope. Nope. The tra- the literal translation on that into Swedish and back does not work. It has to be speak of the devil. It cannot be talking about Satan. Sorry. Sorry, Katarina. I could take this off the rails so bad right now, but we won't. We won't. We'll continue this conversation. I mean, I don't, there's no rails, man. You can do whatever you want. There is no rails. I just, um, I always think about how this it is somehow our society has evolved to the fact where if you like dated somebody in the past, you're married, not to your Swedish girlfriend, to a, to my Filipino to your, girlfriend, to your wife. Yes. Right. <laughs> you guys have been married for 10 plus years. Yeah. It's all good. Yeah. You dated this woman before you ever met your wife. Yeah. It's all good. People act like it's like a, just a criminal offense. If you mention something from your past now, it's as if you were supposed to erase your entire past. It's, very interesting dynamic. I mean, I got nothing to hide, man. I'm yeah, that's what I'm up. saying. And I'm that's, that's, that's just normal. It's just life. But now, like this day and age, I feel like a lot of times you'd be in hot water if you're like mentioning your Swedish girlfriend from some 20 years ago or whatever. Regardless, we digress. The water's lukewarm and very comfortable in my world, my friend. Uh, <laughs> Coulter, I, you, you, you know what we wanted to talk about here as far as this goes. We, we touched on this. We did a Big Sky Breakdown podcast today. Uh, I, thought it was, I thought it was fun, and I think it's very much worth listening to. So you can go to SkylineSportsMT.com and, uh, and check out that podcast. And we're not going to cover the things that we covered in that here. But I do think that as, as a matter of topic and discourse for this show, the consideration of who has benefited more by... If we consider the fourth week, and really it could be any of the non-conference weeks as the uh, quote-unquote additional scheduled game, but if you talk about, let's just consider it this fourth week, which is the added week that's in there, uh, and Montana and Montana State both having home games, both playing opponents whom they are favored to beat substantially, both 20-plus point favorites uh, uh, against, you know, against these two teams, uh, and, and one, you know, Monmouth from the Big South and Norfolk State from uh, the MEAC, this is, I think it's very beneficial for both of these teams in this fourth week, particularly coming off of the games that they came off of. Obviously, a win for Montana State, but a very difficult and ugly one, one in which there's plenty to clean up, and one that I think in in Jeff Choate's mind feels like a game that was sort of, it, it's not, it doesn't really fit into the arc of the games. It's sort of an aberrant game on the road and all of the struggles that took place in terms of the weirdness of the atmosphere, the issues with the television that also translated into issues on the field, the fact that you've got to hike however far it is away just for the halftime, you can't make any halftime adjustments, just all kinds of weirdness about playing in Macomb, Illinois. For Montana, coming off a, you know, 
what people felt was a respectable performance. And certainly it was a respectable performance, but also at the end of the day, a dominating loss of 35-3 to to the Oregon Ducks and a chance to sort of get back into, you know, you would you would think the 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 mode of winning and the feeling you know of going out getting a week of work and playing a, a team uh, that you think you're probably better than and going to you know be able to to deal with and be and have that kind of be your launch point into the conference season. I have a very strong feeling about who I think benefits more from this additional week this particular season and the arc of where they're at as a team. But I'd be interested to know first of all, do you think one of these teams has more benefited from? The, this fourth week of, of non-conference football, and if so, who is it and why? Well, I think it's the Cats for one reason and one reason alone, because of Casey Bauman. Casey Bauman had to get thrown into the fire against Texas Tech. That's uphill sled no matter what, no matter how he could have performed. He honestly probably couldn't have performed much better than he did at Texas Tech. Only sacked once, didn't throw a pick, threw a touchdown. For your first start in front of 60,000-plus, that's pretty good. He's been pretty middle of the road the last couple weeks. Uh, in the Gold Rush game, he was inconsequential because Montana State just rode the momentum of their dynamic playmakers. They showed their diversity on offense. It was sort of the only glimpse we've gotten so far this season of all the weapons they can have when they run some of this unorthodox stuff. And then last week in Western Illinois, the perils of the trip, like you mentioned, and all these other different factors. Uh, I, to me, like we talked about on the Big Sky Breakdown, there's bad quarterback play, there's unprepared and nervous quarterback play, and then there's just poor quarterback operation. And Katie, Casey Bauman's the last of those three. He's not sitting there melting down mm-hmm. like a lot of young quarterbacks do. He's not sitting there short-circuiting. He's making the right read almost all the time. The reads are simple. As Jeff Choate said in his press conference earlier this week, it's just high, too high, one high safety, where are we at? One, two, three, hit him, that's it. He's just not throwing the ball. The actual operation of the ball, he's either sometimes he's just high, sometimes he's low. He's Jeff Choate says he thinks he's squeezing it too hard, whatever it might be. But the arc of last season was so fascinating because Troy Anderson broke his hand in the first game of the year. Then he didn't play quarterback against um, South Dakota, South Dakota State. State or Wagner. Tucker Rovick had his coming out party against Wagner. He looked lights out. He looked dynamite. They were running all sorts of RPO stuff. They were throwing the ball over the top. Tucker Revick threw for 315 yards and three touchdowns. And the the main reason they went back to Troy Anderson the next week is because they were playing on the road at Portland State. And Portland State runs that funky flex defense. And as we saw in Missoula last year, if they get ahead of you, it can confuse even really good quarterbacks like Dalton Sneed, let alone a guy who's only on his second career start like Tucker Revick. So they went back to Troy Anderson to run this sort of pseudo version of the wing tee. And then uh, the following week, they play Eastern Washington, and they, I think they just didn't want to throw Tucker over to the Wolves against the number three team in the country. But the whole plan internally then was to have Tucker Rovick start the Idaho game. Well, they had a bye right before the Idaho game. Tucker Rovick gets stepped on, breaks his foot, season over. Okay, now we're rolling with Troy Anderson the whole rest of the year. They had to audible internally and go away from the plan that they had originally planned on. But that this table setter for Tucker Rovick maybe getting the starting job was the Wagner game. To me, this Norfolk State game could be that table setter for Casey Bobbin. If he could just, when he has mismatches, which Montana State will have mismatches across the board, now maybe he, if he can just make those easy throws, then he can get into a rhythm, which is something that has not been, I haven't seen Casey Bobbin get into the rhythm yet. Not in spring ball, not in fall camp. And a lot of that is the fact that they are playing three or four different guys at quarterback, you know, Wildcat quarterback or option quarterback or whatever you want to call it. 
he hasn't been in for 60 consecutive offensive plays ever, but in this game, maybe they can get him going a little bit. What do you think? 100% not close. It's the Cats. And it's for two reasons. The first reason you just enumerated for us perfectly. Casey Bauman gets another start against a team that you should be able to move the ball against, and you would like to think that, first of all, he can get some you know he's going to get more reps maybe you work a little bit more of the passing game into the game plan uh on the presumption that you're going to be able to be more effective that way you build his confidence hopefully and uh and you just build his experience i mean experience is really hard to come by in football when you only play 11 or in this instance 12 regular season games a year i mean it it, the, the idea that you would have 30 starts under your belt is is a huge number in college football. Uh, that's a ton of experience. It's still not that many games. I mean, they play that many games in April in baseball, right? It's a month worth of baseball. It's three seasons worth of football. So the just every chance you get to be on the field and in a in a game where you are the favorite across the board and you have such a good defense and you know a, a solid running game and all of that that is huge the other reason though and this is really really big to me this is as big as as Casey Bauman and that is that that Montana State's a little bit banged up yep. and Troy Anderson you know rolled his ankle he still played but played sparingly in the uh in you know the the last two and a half quarters of the Western Illinois game Isaiah Fonse has been out for uh, two games now, or a game and a half, basically, yep. Yep. and uh, we still we we still haven't seen Munchie Filer play for Montana State, so they can they they need uh, to get back and get healthy and get ready to roll for the Big Sky Conference uh, uh, season. And first of all, this is not this is not a bye week. Okay, let's be very clear about that. And nobody's approaching it in that way. You'd be foolish to do that, and no coach would ever. You know, certainly admit to that. That said, you hope that you can get some reps for some younger guys and some and some rest and or you know hold a guy out. Maybe maybe Troy Anderson, if it was UC Davis as the opponent, would be on the field. Maybe with Norfolk State being there, maybe he doesn't play. I don't know, but uh, I think that you that is a, a critical part for for uh, Montana State. The Grizzlies. They've been, I mean, they've just been very fortunate. I, they they had, uh, you know, obviously the one terrible, terrible injury to Gavin Crow, you know, on a special teams play, but their their starters both directions are basically intact and physically ready to roll. So, uh, uh, you know, I mean, Dalton Sneed, we have some questions about his shoulder and stuff, but look pretty good, you know, against Oregon. And and, uh, and so they, they, are, they are ready. I do think it benefits both of these schools in the following respect, some schools have to play programs as a matter of financial necessity. Colter, something people may not know about us, but we work at a company. Imagine that. We don't just broadcast from our bedrooms. I mean, I've wanted to work from home, but the studio is here, and we also have do sales things, and we also have a marketing department, and we also have a general manager and a program director. We are a very integrated unit here. We even have office telephones. The only voicemail you have that's not full. That is a fact, and it's not full because Blackfoot gives me enough space to have it all. And Blackfoot has all the things that we use for our business to make it run functionally. In fact, did you know that today's phone solutions are changing the way businesses operate? To communicate more effectively with colleagues and customers, companies are turning to hosted voice. You know what they call hosted voice solutions? VoIP. What is VoIP? Well... 
They're the hosted voice solutions that keep up with the business demands. And Blackfoot has their own hosted voice solution, or VoIP. It's called Ergo. Sounds elegant. Ergo certainly is elegant. It's also secure, scalable, and state-of-the-art with 24-7 local account management and support. If you're interested in learning how Ergo can support your business needs, visit goblackfoot.com voice to learn more. One more time, it's visit goblackfoot.com backslash voice. Blackfoot takes care of us, Coulter, and it can take care of you. It's hard to know how much better you are going to get. I mean, you're always going to get better over the course, you think, right? You expect over the course of a week of practice. And, and okay, even, even you know, playing a really good team, stepping up to a top 25 team in the nation, whatever it is. But I think that this is an opportunity, while they will not ex- speak of it in terms of a tune-up, to be tuned up. To get your to sharpen the edge of the razor, as it were, and get yourself completely ready to go and dialed in and get all your calls right and get everybody in the right spots and have more reps and an opportunity just to, to coalesce further as a team, as a unit, in all of these different ways for Montana, maybe inside offensive line. They have they have been moving guys in and out of that thing. Uh Bobby Houck alluded to the fact that they're gonna continue as as the season progresses to select the unit that they think has performed the best in practice that week and coming out of the game the week prior, and that they're going to be the unit to start. But we've already seen, I mean, as many of as nine offensive linemen playing in a football game, not as a result of injuries, but as a result of just trying out different combinations and all that kind of thing. So I think that's, you know, an opportunity to, to get more evaluation and perhaps further solidify that because that is one thing you – the competition at every position is one thing, but also at some stage, right, Coulter? You want to have an offensive line that's a cohesive unit with five guys that are working in tandem together. Hard to do when you're kind of plug-and-playing guys depending on you know the opposition or just how a, a particular guy is playing on a particular afternoon. This is also a chance to close a chapter within the season and a chance to finish a portion of your season with about as good of a finish in terms of the one stat that truly matters, wins and losses, as you could could have imagined. I think that best-case scenario for Montana and Montana State was that they were going to be 3-1 and one going into Big Sky Carmen's play. That's right. That also, though, bears this in mind. There's always a chance. I mean, we talked uh, to Latrell Scott, who we'll hear from tomorrow, Norfolk State head coach. They are There's athletes for days coming out of – Norfolk, Virginia, and that entire region of the country, okay? Monmouth, outstanding, uh, all-American-level all, all, all running game, uh, an all-conference preseason quarterback. There's some players that are coming both to Bozeman and to Missoula this weekend, and I don't think the coaches are sleeping on any of these uh, you know, teams. I don't think that the players, therefore, are, are either are sleeping on any of these teams, but there is always a chance for an upset. There's always an opportunity that maybe you're not even asleep at the wheel. Maybe you just get a bad matchup. Maybe a team gets some momentum and gets going, and then it's it all of a sudden you're in a dogfight that you didn't ask for. In the event that either of, of these teams beat Montana or Montana State, it would be a disaster for whichever school or schools that happened to. I mean, that would be that would be cause for major, major consternation in either Bozeman or Missoula if that was to happen heading into the conference play. That said, don't expect that that's going to happen. And if both these teams are three and one heading into the non-con or heading into conference play, you're right. It's as good as you could have possibly expected with Texas Tech and Oregon being on the docket. 
I do think that, like you just said, is a ma- it would be a major, major upset on either side. I do think that both teams have to be on strong upset alerts. For sure. Because when this, game was, when this game was put on the schedule for the Grizzlies against Monmouth, Monmouth was nowhere close to what they are now. They were not a fully funded program. 33 scholarships. They have about, I think they have close, to, I think they have close to 60 now. They almost have the full allotment of 63. I think okay. Coach Callahan said yesterday that they're almost to the okay, full 63. Okay. So they're they're in the high 50s, low 60s, they're, they're, which is not that discernible of a difference. Having yeah. 30 more scholarships, though, is a bigger difference than the FCS playing the FBS. So right. when they only had 30 scholarships when they're playing Montana State, severe disadvantage. They're in a real conference now. They're in a playoff-eligible conference. They made the playoffs two years ago. This team's won 17 games the last two years. They went 9-3 and three and 8-3. and three. They were the first team out of the playoffs last year. They were the the outside looking. Right, they're twenty the fifth. They're like twenty sixth. Basically, is what they yeah, finished in the yeah, poll. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, it, it basically just came down to: Are they going to take two teams from the Big South and they ended up just taking Stony Brook, and um, who then in turn lost to Southeast Missouri State, who went on to play Weber? But the Monmouth's no pushover. They're going to have players that are really good players. I mean, Pete Guerrero is going to be one of the best players on the field. Yeah, Monmouth's running back. And on the other side of this, on the other side of the Continental Divide, you have a Norfolk State team that only lost by three to Old Dominion. Old Dominion beat Virginia Tech a year ago. Old Dominion is a team that was in the FCS and then rapidly accelerated because of a bunch of resource uh, increases and went to the FBS. Now, that game does come with a caveat because Norfolk State and Old Dominion are Bitter, bitter, bitter rivals. They've just gone on different trajectories as programs. They're, I think, I don't think they're actually in the same town in terms of the actual what it's called the delineation. Yeah, but they're like four miles apart. I mean, they're right. as close as two schools could be. So this is a fierce rivalry game where you have generations of people that that uh, have disdain for the other side, even if they're not even close to in the same realm. So there may be a little bit of a uh, an upset-minded Norfolk State team there. But that said, you just can't underestimate. Anybody, especially when you're talking about teams that recruit from areas like that, no. the athletes are going to be good. I mean, look at Nigel Chavis, the middle linebacker for for Norfolk State. I mean, he looks all day like. I mean, just pictures. I've never seen the guy play. Looking at the pictures, he could play anywhere. He hasn't missed uh, many weightlifting sessions. <laughs> that is a fact. <laughs> and what uh, I mean, like Latrell Scott told us, right. we'll, we'll hear from him later. But he played every single snap, ninety defensive snaps last week. Yeah, that's amazing. That is. Um, you tell Nuanas, 102.9 ESPN Radio. We'll be doing a uh, Wing It Wednesday here in uh, just under 10 minutes from now, so get your phones ready. Uh, Old Dominion, Coulter, are they tied to the trucking company? The Old Dominion, I've seen this Old Dominion trucking lines, and now they're the official trucking of Major League Baseball. It's a big deal. No, I do not think they're tied to the trucking company, nor are they tied to what the... What is Old Dominion? <laughs> Dominion of what? I don't know. There's also a country band called Old Dominion as well. Is that right? Yeah, but uh, I, thought I mean, you said contraband. There actually is some um, crossover. I mean, Old Dominion. This is it religious. I should know more Seems about like this. It. I should know more about this because when Blaine Taylor left the University of Montana, right, he went to he Old went. Dominion. Yes. And Travis DeCure coached at Old Dominion as well. Well, we should ask Travis next time we see him, Travis. Okay, yeah, we want to hear about the new recruits. We want to know how the offseason went. But truly, what's going on at Old Dominion? What's that about? What's the, Where's the trucking money coming from? One of the largest universities in Virginia with an enrollment of almost 25,000 students. That's big. 252-acre campus. Uh, they're classified as a doctoral university of high research activity, so they're a high-research Carnegie institution. 
They have an endowment of over a quarter billion dollars. Uh, None of this is answering any of my questions. It's a prestigious deal. We uh, need that, to dig in. We can't do Wikipedia on this. We need to get. We need to sick the dogs on this one. You know what I mean? We got to get some. Got the Old Dominion DI. University derives its name from one of Virginia's state nicknames, the Old Dominion, given to the state by King Charles II of England for remaining loyal to the crown during the English Civil War. Wouldn't it be New Dominion? It's two tell me one one two nine ESPN Radio. Give us a call. 329-1899. Got some trivia questions for you. They're about Major League Baseball. If you're into baseball or if you're just into wings from the Desperado Sports Tavern, 329-1899 is the phone number that you want to call. We'll get those going right after this. Coulter, it's starting to get a little chilly out. starting to get a little rainy out. You need your gutters to be clear so that the rain and the runoff and the melted snow when it happens gets out of there cleanly. You don't have issues. You're not puddling up around your house. You're not ruining your siding, your plants, and so on. But if your gutters are jammed up of, with muck, you're in bad shape. And you know what? You and I are also in just generally bad shape, which means us on a ladder cleaning out the gutters is just not an option. Speak for yourself. A hundred percent, you're the last person on earth that should be up Oh, the oh no, I'm not disputing this. Okay. I'm just talking about... Uh... You are in better shape than I am. <laughs> But nonetheless, neither of us need to be getting above the six-inch mark. Oh, oh, no. Oh, no, no. Me and ladders, bad news. Call Missoula Gutter Cleaning. Go online to MissoulaGutterCleaning.com. Grab your phone and tell it to go to MissoulaGutterCleaning.com. Get an estimate right now, okay? They're going to take care of the gutters. You're going to get all your time back. How about this? Don't clean your gutters. Go to the Grizz game. Go to the Cat game. Do something with your children. Take your wife out on a date. Whatever it is, you're getting all of your time back because Missoula Gutter Cleaning, who is insured and licensed and bonded and skilled, is going to do the job, the reckless job, and the thankless job of cleaning the gutters for you. MissoulaGutterCleaning.com. You go there now. You get an estimate, and they're going to give you a $20 gift card, a $20 gift card to your favorite brewery or coffee shop when the job is done. Just like that. You're, giving, you're getting a present back for the gutter cleaning service. How about that? MissoulaGutterCleaning.com. Save yourself the hassle, the worry, the strife, and the pain. MissoulaGutterCleaning.com. You know, guests, the Wingate by Wyndham is the Missoula Hotel that truly offers something for everybody. No doubt. It's conveniently located near the airport, easy for when your friends come to visit you. And you know, of course, my favorite, water slides. That's right. They got an awesome water park with a sweet water slide that's perfect for families, groups, and birthday parties. With the Wingate, they also have a terrific business travel rate, large meeting spaces for you and your clients, and one of the best rewards programs you'll find anywhere. Talk to me about breakfast. They're not messing around with the Continental. They got the full breakfast spread, man. That's what I'm talking about. I need that. They got you covered there as well. Just down the road from the Missoula Airport, the location is quiet and convenient. The parking is ample and free, and the staff genuinely cares about taking care of their guests. The Wingate is at 5252 Airway Boulevard. You can also call. Very simple, easily memorizable number, 541-8000. That's 541-8000. The best hotel at the best spot for a hotel near the airport. Let the Wingate by Wyndham in Missoula make you feel at home, even when you're not. ESPN Missoula Sports Center. With football dominating the news, a pair of in-state female college standouts earned weekly awards from the Big Sky Conference earlier this week. 
Good afternoon. Ryan Tuto, Colton Nuanas. Here's some sports for you. Montana soccer outside back Mackenzie Kilpatrick scored Montana's lone goal in a 1-0 victory over Cal Poly in the 80th minute over the weekend. Kilpatrick's first college goal lifted the Grizzlies to their first win this season. Kilpatrick, a sophomore, led an effort that ended in a 1-1 tie at Wyoming. The Cowgirls scored on a penalty kick in the 90th minute to forge UM's third tie of the season. Montana is at San Francisco Friday before wrapping up the non-conference slate at St. Mary's on Sunday. The Montana State Volleyball team earned two victories at the Montana Farmers State Bank Invitational in Missoula over the weekend, led by senior outside hitter Evie Wilson. The Vancouver-Washington product led the Bobcats to a sweep of UTEP and a four-set victory over Cal State Bakersfield to earn Big Sky Offensive Player of the Week honors. Wilson posted 25 kills and hit a ridiculous 358 for the weekend. MSU, which is on its a three-game or excuse me three-match winning streak, opens its 2019 home schedule on Thursday against Seattle U. And finally, former Montana and Montana State football coach Ty Gregorak will make his broadcasting debut Saturday for Root Sports after spending 12 seasons as an assistant for the Grizz and three more for the Cats. Gregor Eckwell performed as an analyst for Eastern Washington, Idaho. This ESPN Missoula Sports Center is brought to you by Aspen Sound. There's a place off Ocean Avenue where I used to sit and talk with you. We were both 16 and it felt so right. Sleeping all day, staying up all night. Staying up all night. You ready for a Wing It Wednesday? I mean... How could you not be, right? It is Tutel Nuanas, 1029 ESPN Radio. What are you grinning about? Yellow card? Yeah. Some of the debates we've had on this show. First of all, I can't believe that they are, exist. The debates or the band? No, the, the debates. Like like when you proclaim that yellow card is way better than Fallout Boy. Not close. You're right. It's not close. We are broadcasting live from the Kurtz Polaris studios. Kurtz Polaris at 2904 West Broadway in Missoula, Highway 83 in Sealy, online at KurtzPolaris.com. You can find us on the World Wide Web, 1029ESPN.com, and on Twitter, at Gus Tutel, that's me, at 1029ESPN, that's the station, and at Skyline Sports MT, that is Coulter. Let's go to the phones, do some trivia. We welcome Tom to the show. Tom, how you doing? Tom, do we have you there? How you doing? He might be able to hear us. Maybe you can hear him. I don't hear him. Coulter, how about you? I did not hear him either, but I know he's there. He was talking when I was just back in the studio. Is that right? Well, we'll see if so we can. Maybe we'll get the right button here. We'll, we'll, we'll see. Maybe, we'll see maybe, if we can work maybe, it out maybe, here maybe, in uh, just maybe, a minute. Maybe. Uh, here's the thing, Coulter. You and I, though, are both on the same page when it comes to Incubus, which we're going to talk about here in a little bit, right? Because, I mean, Incubus, we're going to the show tonight. I'm pumped up about this. You know, you, you have... You realize about certain things in your life at certain ages, right? You you start following sports and you start picking who your teams are going to be and stuff when you're like, I don't know, seven, eight. It's kind of when you're at the impressionable age. You start, I don't know if it's really still the, uh, I don't know if it's really still as paramount this day and age with just the, the such a crazy way to consume music, like, all music is at your disposal at all times now with electronic yep. music, right? I don't know if it's the same. Like, like it was a rite of passage when you're a kid to start buying CDs. Yes, it and was. then when the parental advisory sticker came out, you know, if you wanted to get a CD that had a parental advisory, you're either having to sneak around at Sam Goody or like ask your older neighbor to. What are you to doing, buy? Coulter? Why are you listening to such 
just rubbish. <laughs> I remember in sixth grade, I wanted the corn CD so bad. So I went to ask my neighbor, who was six years older mm. than me, to buy it for me. Good choice. And I double dipped. I got Dr. Dre 2001 and corn, both parental advisory, living, living on the edge. Yes. What I'm saying, though, is that I remember the... Uh, well, first of all, your brother and I have known each other since my first day of in, in Missoula. He was my very Five first friend. Years old. He's my very Six first friend. Miss Wallace's yep. kind, Miss Wallace's kindergarten class yep. walks yep. right up to me. So we shared music more than any other thing in our lives. We were in band together all through middle school and high school, and we've just consumed so much music together. He showed me Incubus, which he borrowed from your collection, Correct. the science album that came out in Great 96 record. when I think I was nine. I think we were in fourth, fifth grade. And then I remember in our art class, we used to be able to make mixtapes and we used to make incubus mixtapes and we would bleep out any of the expletives of all <laughs> the music, many, actually, of all the music that Austin Tutel and I have shared in our lives. We have a lot of crossovers. Lot of we have a lot of crossovers, a lot of mutually liked bands, a lot of battles like you and I both have a lot of mutually liked and a lot of battles. The number one place where the Venn diagram meets in perfection is incubus. Oh, this is and this is your influence on my life before you even knew it. And all three of us, it's all coming together tonight. All right, we'll talk about this some more. Let's go back to the phones and try this again. This time, Josh on with us. Josh, you there? How you doing? Hello? Hey, Hi, Josh. Josh. How are you? There you are. Yeah, I don't know. I, you guys put me on. Somebody put me on hold, and I couldn't hear you guys. Okay, well, you're not on hold anymore, my friend. You are alive and ready to rock and roll. You, you, uh, are, we're going to do some trivia with you. Uh, are you ready for this? Do you like baseball, Josh? Are you into the MLB? I do, yeah. Okay. I haven't gotten a water much lately, but yeah. Okay, very good. Well, here's the deal. We're going to ask you three questions. Mine today are, are MLB-themed. I was told uh, by my uh, a friend and boss, Coulter, that I needed to start theming my trivia questions. So it's MLB today. You're going to get three questions. If you get all, if you get two of them, you get yourself wings to the Desperado Sports Tavern. If you get all three, you're going to get yourself a shirt as well. If you need help on any of these, Coulter is your lifeline, okay? All right. Boy, some chicken wings would really hit the spot. Tell me likey. Tell me want wingy. All right, Josh, here we go. Question number one. There are only two teams as of right now who have clinched a postseason berth. They're both National League teams. Name one of them. One team that is uh, one of the two teams to have clinched a postseason berth this season out of the National League. The Dodgers have because I know the rest of that division is kind of a dumpster fire. The Dodgers are correct. Very well done, uh, Josh. Very well done. Do you know the other? uh, Well, first of all, Josh, do you know the other? Do you have a guess the other team that has clinched? Well, I'm I'm thinking it might be the Braves. I'm a Cubs fan, and I know the Central's tight, so probably the Braves. Coulter, what do you what do you think? Are you with him on this? Uh, I uh, I don't know. I, I would have guessed the Braves, I believe. Yeah, because I know the Central. Robert Chase gave me the whole breakdown: the Cubs and the it's and awful. the Cardinals still have to, to play have seven a win more last games. I couldn't get it. Yep. Needed to pick up a game. It uh, is the Braves. Yep. You're both uh, absolutely right. Very well done, Josh. I can't give you anything for it. It wasn't. You already got the question right, but it is the Braves. So very well done. Okay, here's here's the irony: two teams in the NL have clinched, but nobody in the NL has won 99 games. Two teams in the AL, however, have both won 99 games, are on the verge of winning 100 games in the season. I want both of them. Who are the two American League teams that have 99 wins thus far this year? I actually just heard this yesterday. Uh, 
Yankees and Astros have both, not yesterday, this morning, I think I heard that. Uh, Yankees and Astros have both done that. Give this and man I, uh, his wings. And yeah. you what? And you what? Finish your sentence. I cut you off. Well, I, I used to kind of hate the Astros because they used to be in the center with the Cubs, so I, I'm all right with them, but I can't stand the Yankees. Okay. <laughs> I... I... <laughs> Did you hear the cackle of <laughs> hatred that he the judge <laughs> Very good. We appreciate your perspective uh, on this uh, as a fan, and uh, you're 100% right. And you got wings from the Desperado. Excellently done by you there, Josh. So here we go. Question number three. You ready? I'm ready. It's very simple, but sometimes these are the hardest ones. Who played in the World Series last year? Say that again. Who played in the World Series last year? You do have a lifeline. Yeah. Astros. Uh, oh, gosh. Let me think here. Uh, I want to say Astros Dodgers, um, but I'll use my lifeline in case I'm wrong. Coulter is holding his face in total perplexion. This, this is the thing this up I, over here. It makes no. It makes my. I'm trying to migrate my podcast onto our new podcast what? thing. <laughs> Regardless, I, I'm, I'm so glad you're focused. No, I am focused. I can listen and do tasks simultaneously. That's why I'm not good at the tasks because I'm busy listening. <laughs> uh, the the this is so funny because I think to myself about this all the time. I can tell you, you played the '97 World Series off the top of my head like that. 2004, boom. Last year, no clue. Yeah. I blank out. Uh, but when he well, said, "That's where, that's where I'm at." Like it's it's crazy how like some of the just evaporates. I can remember, and then I can't even remember who the hell was in the Super Bowl this year. You know, uh, are you married, Josh? By chance? I am. I. I I have been many times. And she's and she's hot. Congratulations! <laughs> Very well done. Uh, but I have I have flabbergasted my wife on many occasions on the things I couldn't remember, like I don't know, picking the children up. <laughs> but the things I could oh, remember, I like oh, I have a times. fantasy draft. You know? I can't tell you how many times I've forgotten yeah. my kids at school. <laughs> yeah. So I'm with you on this. Okay. Okay. I, so I, I I I got it though because Josh is. Uh, was almost right. The Dodgers, I knew, was the National the League The Dodgers are, did play. Yes, and it was this not is, the Astros. This is just a pr- process of deduction. I knew it wasn't the Astros because the Astros won the World Series two years ago. Right. And then yeah. I was thinking of my baseball friends, namely Tucker Sargent and Riley Corcoran. Yes. And I remember the joy of Tucker Sargent when yes. the Boston Red Sox defeated there the Los is. Angeles Dodgers. Last year's World Series was so lackluster because the Red Sox just dominated. Everybody. They went, they went, they yeah. won, they lost one game, I think, in every postgame series. One and only one game. And they just uh, steamrolled everybody. Uh, Josh, I think the reason oh, I think the reason I was thinking the Astros is because my buddy has not given quit giving me crap about it for two years, so I keep thinking it's the last one I saw. The the, the so. ones that you hate when they win, they're the ones that always come back to haunt you, aren't they? I, mean, I know that's yeah. what it is. Hey, uh, Josh, excellent work. You got all three with your lifeline. Give your information uh, to uh, the producer in the back, and we're going to get you set up with the wings and the shirt. All right, my man? Sounds good, guys. I appreciate it. Very well done. That's how you do it. We'll have another one coming up at the top of the hour. Uh, so uh, stick around for that, and we will get to a wing of Wednesday uh, then. Uh, Coulter, that was enjoyable. Yes. So now here's the question. Who did Houston beat? Was it the Dodgers again? How have the Dodgers been in like three straight World Series? Two? Is that right? 
two straight at least, right? Because mm. it was Cleveland, Chicago in the 2016 series. Yeah, the Cubs. Remember the that Cubs. one well. I, I I will never forget that one. Then it was the Astros in 2017, and I'm trying. I think they played the Dodgers, and then I think the Dodgers also went again last year and lost again. So it's been it's been the deal. I, I still cannot reconcile myself with the fact that the Astros are in the American League West. Every time I think of the Astros, I'm like, oh, they must be battling it out in the NL Central. Nope, they're not. They're in the AL West. I can't. Mm-hmm. They've been in the AL West for a long time now. A long time. I can't, yes. I can't get it in my head. Well, sorry, man. Uh, quick break. We'll come back. We will finish our conversation about the most important event in this city tonight. The conglomeration of Austin Coulter and myself at Incubus. Coulter, something people may not know about us, but we work at a company. Imagine that. We don't just broadcast from our bedrooms. I mean, I've wanted to work from home, but the studio is here, and we also do sales things, and we also have a marketing department, and we also have a general manager and a program director. We are a very integrated unit here. We even have office telephones. The only voicemail you have that's not full. That is a fact, and it's not full because Blackfoot gives me enough space to have it all. And Blackfoot has all the things that we use for our business to make it run functionally. In fact, did you know that today's phone solutions are changing the way businesses operate? To communicate more effectively with colleagues and customers, companies are turning to hosted voice. You know what they call hosted voice solutions? VoIP. What is VoIP? Well, they're the hosted voice solutions that keep up with the business demands. And Blackfoot has their own hosted voice solution, or VoIP. It's called Ergo. Sounds elegant. Ergo certainly is elegant. It's also secure, scalable, and state-of-the-art with 24-7 local account management and support. If you're interested in learning how Ergo can support your business needs, visit goblackfoot.com slash voice to learn more. One more time, it's visit goblackfoot.com backslash voice. Blackfoot takes care of us, Coulter, and it can take care of you. To tell in Nuanes on 102.9 ESPN Radio for Missoula. Welcome back. It is Tutel Nuanas. It is 1029 ESPN Radio. It is SWX Montana Television. It's a great dance move right there. I'm looking forward to more of those this evening. We are broadcasting live from the Kurtz Polaris Studios. Kurtz Polaris at 2904 West Broadway in Missoula, Highway 83, and Sealy online at KurtzPolaris.com. Coulter, we went to Gary Clark Jr. uh, together two weeks ago, maybe. Yep. And it was. As consistent a rain as you get in western Montana, which you don't get very often, but we were soaked to the skin. Uh, And it is looking ominous out there for Incubus tonight. I mean, my goodness. Mumford & Sons, Gary Clark Jr. Incubus. Pouring rain. Now, don't, we, don't we live in a high desert? You know, it's it's not a desert. It's the it's the step below desert. We get just enough rain. It's like a it's like alpine arid or something like that. <laughs> but in any case, not today. It, today it's just a tropical uh, uh, storm. Now, in theory, I've been studying the hourly weatherly forecast here, and it is going to. Uh, we're at like ninety nine percent precipitation. You know, like likelihood or whatever right now. Uh, which I don't know how it's only at 99% when 
it is in fact raining. But then it's supposed to drop off, and at like 7 p.m., 60%, and then by 9 o'clock, which is my guess about showtime, 30% chance, it says, of rain. That feels to me right now like 100%. Like, I'm going to wrap a tar. Here's my thing. I don't own a rain. Do you own a raincoat? I do. Multiple. You want one? I mean, I'm not surprised, but I was about to, like, who owns a rain, an actual raincoat? Colter Nuanas, many of them. Yeah. How? Why? I don't know, because I own multiple of everything. That's why I'm poor. I was thinking about doing, bungee cording a tarp to myself. Okay. You know? Kind of a makeshift uh, raincoat. Because last, when I, I was not cold at Gary Clark, but I was, I was soaking wet. Soaking wet. And, you know, it's going around right now. People dropping like fly, flies with this cold or whatever it is that people hitting the deck. I don't want to just even mess with that. You know what I mean? But there is, you know, there's no chance I'm not going. To, I'm, I, I haven't seen Incubus. They've been a favorite band of mine for a long time, and I'm very much looking forward to the show. Make yourself 20 years in the making is what this is. So it's not just the record. Or I don't know. You know, I don't know exactly what they're going to do. But 20 years that thing's been out there. That's a long time. Pardon me and privilege great great record the whole thing uh, all the way i know everybody would drive and all that but I, I like the whole thing anyway uh i'm definitely in to this and i'm hoping i'm hoping to keep myself warm with just some cardiovascular exertion over the evening you know what i mean i know i know that the the the, the, the days of the mosh pit have basically bygone and incubus in general anyway they went from like a very like pretty uh, a pretty high energy rock sort of sound to a little more melodic over the course of time. So I'm not anticipating too much, but I would like on one occasion just to run you over. That would be... That Me? Would, yeah. Oh, good luck, buddy. <laughs> you don't think I could do it? I'm, probably, me- I'm going to probably wear my morels with my yak tracks on them, so good mm, luck. Really anchor down, huh? Oh, yeah. Um... By the way, uh, worth noting, uh, since we're talking about the, the, the Incubus show here, um, our good friend, uh, friend Justin Angle, a new Angle podcast, uh, his weekly podcast released uh, just uh, earlier today or maybe yesterday, uh, and the feature of that is Nick Chakota, who is the proprietor of Log Jam Presents, you know, the, uh, the, the, the promotions company that's bringing a lot of these bands in, obviously the venue at the Kettle House, Top At Wilma, et cetera. Uh, but it's certainly worth listening to. I've listened to it uh, earlier today, and uh, it was enjoyable, interesting, and pertinent when you talk about being a community member uh, in Missoula and all the different, you know, music. And there, there's been, I know, at, at Big Sky Brewery, and they've got, uh, you know, they bring a lot of bands in there as well. Been to see s- several of those, too. So Missoula has really uh, increased significantly in terms of the live music that is going on, and uh, I'm very happy about it. It's enjoyable to uh, have the opportunity to go on a Wednesday night and see Incubus in the middle of September. For those that aren't familiar with Incubus, which I feel like more people than I expected are unfamiliar with Incubus. I talked to this child today, this 20-year-old child who believed Incubus to be an app. This refortifies my argument of how many people actually know who people like Macklemore and Billie Eilish are. Here nor there. If you don't know who Incubus is, you don't know who Macklemore is. Now, that's not true. I well, mean, okay, really, sure, because it's no. more pertinent because it's more modern, but I just think that they're equally as off the beaten path for our listenership. Regardless, I'm very fascinated to see Incubus live and in concert because anybody that's familiar with Brandon Boyd's singing style, mm-hmm. he, he has a good voice, but he, he uses his microphone 
in a very specific way that's unlike almost anybody in music. It's an instrument. The way so he, do I. The way he turns the mic in and out and all around, it's part of his style, and it's why they sound so unique. I just want to know how it translates live because to me, it's 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 broad. It could it could be great. It could be not. I'm not sure. That's no, going to be great. It's going to be the great. experience is going to be great. It's going to be great. And uh, you and I and Austin are going to take a step way back to well, 1999, right? All right. Uh, our number one in the books. Our number two. Coming at you straight ahead. What are you grinning about, Coulter? Uh, feedback from some fans. They don't know who Incubus is either. I know exactly what fans are texting you that they don't <laughs> know what Incubus is. And uh, just uh, stop. Just enough. Incubus is, is, they occupy a very specific place in music, though. Because I feel like there's, there's no casual Incubus fans because Incubus has had probably 40 hit singles and never a huge hit except Drive. Drive is the only crossover mainstream hit that made it to, like, pop radio. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? They were on the alternative rock radio mm-hmm. stations forever, and they had so many... Remember the uh, Billboard music? I don't know if they still do. They used to have a chart called the Heat Seeker chart, and it's for alternative music. It's where the Foo Fighters first broke in when they, before they crossed over, and bands along these lines, alternative bands, true 90s, 2000s alternative bands. So Incubus is certainly very popular in that sector, but they haven't crossed over. They've sold tens of millions of records, but they don't have that smash hit appeal, which is, I think, why we like them, because they have stayed true to themselves. At least their last album was off the beaten path for them. It was a lot different. But but they, they do the rock ballad as good as anybody, while also they have a lot of punk influences and a lot of thrash influences within their alternative music. And... That's the thing I could say about Incubus. If people ask me, like so many people that I was talking to this about that didn't know who they were, they asked me, what are your favorite Incubus songs? And I realized that I only probably know the names of about 10 Incubus songs, but I own every single album. I can tell you every album. I can tell you what number the track is of the right. song that I like. Right. I just don't know what it's specifically called they, because they're such an album band. They did find a new, uh, they they found their own sound too over time, which was sort of the, uh, like a new age ether rock. And it's not really, uh, uh, you know, like you said, it's not necessarily, you know, going to be a pop or even a standard rock sort of genre. And so that's, that's right. I mean, they're not a band that became, they, they're, they're very well-known, very popular, and they're still putting out new material. They're still an active band. They're not just touring on their old stuff or whatever, but but uh, they did not have the, you know, the widespread pop thing happen to them that did to so many, and you're right. That's part of the appeal. And it's also part of the reason they lasted. That's right. Okay. See you there. It's two tell new one is one of two nine ESPN radio quick break come back hour number two we're gonna do a wing it Wednesday at the top right here because Coulter is gonna go back down are you going back down to practice oh, yeah. talk to the kids and then we're gonna have Mick Morris the head coach of the Hellgate Knights on their ESPN roundtable so uh, stick around and uh, do a wing it Wednesday three two nine one eight nine nine Coulter what are your questions about here to be determined oh <laughs> okay all right three two nine one eight nine nine wings to the desperado coming up right after this hey i want to tell you okay october the 10th it's a thursday thursday evening from 6 to nine thirty. there is going to be a live tennis auction that's right what are we auctioning off not tennis balls not tennis rackets tennis players in fact pro tennis players 
at the Barn on Mullen. It is a fundraiser for the Watson's Children's Shelter. Uh, the Watson Children's Shelter having their uh, tennis pro-am on the weekend of the 10th through the 13th. It starts off on the Thursday evening from 6 to 9.30 with the auction where you, you, yes, you, can go get a pro tennis player to play with you in the tennis pro-am and then compete over the course of a weekend. You're going to have breakfast, a full breakfast bar Saturday, Sunday, lunch on Saturday, a tour of the Watson Children's Shelter, plenty of refreshments and snacks, a VIP evening that is uh, hosted on Saturday night that you get to uh, meet all the, pro, the pros that are going to be there. And guess what? On Thursday at the auction, I'm very excited to be the MC. I'm going to be down there with all of you auctioning off the tennis players. We're going to make a lot of money for the Watson Children's Shelter uh, that does such great work in this community, uh, attending to and helping uh, the needs of some of uh, the, 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 the kids in the toughest straits, the most marginalized and uh, abused kids that just need a place to be that is safe, that is caring. Watson Children's Shelter is that. So we're going to be down there uh, again, October the 10th, Thursday, October the 10th. Put it on your calendar. It's a full weekend. This is a, a fun night and a really fun weekend. Come down. You can also do the silent auction. So go on and check that out. Tickets and info available at watsonchildrenshelter.org. Watson, no S on the Watson. Watsonchildrenshelter.org. Go down there. Check out. Check that out online. Get your tickets now and come hang out with me on uh, October the 10th at the auction this year. ESPN Missoula Sports Center. Good afternoon. Ryan Tutel, Colter Nuanas. Hope you're having a great day. Thanks for being with us. Here's some sports news with football dominating the news of the last week. Well, last month really was a pair of in-state female college standouts that earned weekly awards from the Big Sky Conference. Montana soccer outside back McKinsey Kilpatrick scored Montana's lone goal in a one nothing victory over Cal Poly in the 80th minute this weekend. Kilpatrick's first college goal lifted the Grizzlies to their first win this season. Kilpatrick, a sophomore, also led an effort that ended in a 1-1 tie at Wyoming. The Cowgirls sco- scored on a penalty kick in the 90th minute to forge UM's third tie of the season. Montana is at San Francisco on Friday before wrapping up the non-conference at St. Mary's on Sunday. The Montana State Volleyball team earned two victories at the Montana Farmer State Bank Invite in Missoula over the weekend, led by senior outside hitter Evie Wilson. The Vancouver-Washington product led the Bobcats to a sweep of UTEP and a four-set victory over Cal State Bakersfield to earn Big Sky Offensive Player of the Week honors. Wilson posted 25 kills and hit 358 for the weekend. MSU, which is on a three-match winning streak, opens its 2019 home schedule on Thursday against Seattle U. Former Montana and Montana State football coach Ty Gregorek will make his broadcasting debut Saturday for Root Sports. After spending 12 seasons as an assistant for the Grizz and three more at Montana State, he will perform as the analyst for Eastern Washington and Idaho. This ESPN Sports Center is presented by Clark Fork Law. You want some wings? Of course you do. They're the best wings in the city. The Desperado Sports Tavern. So give us a call. 329-1899. 329-1899. I'm going to do a Wing It Wednesday with Coulter 
uh, right now. We'll get in here and we'll uh, we'll do that, and then we'll get into the uh, ESPN roundtable. So three two nine one eight nine nine the phone number. It is two tell the one is it is one zero two nine ESPN Radio and SWX Montana Television. Hi, how are you? Great to be with you on this Wednesday afternoon. A little drizzly, but all I see is sunshine because we're going to the live show. Okay, that's right. All right, I've said enough. Uh, if uh, if you would like. Uh, to uh, check out the podcast, you can do that. If you missed anything in the first hour, the podcast is available on all your favorite podcasting platforms. Spotify, TuneIn, iTunes. If we, iTunes still exists, it's there. So uh, you can listen to it. Uh, however you do it, podcast, Two Tell Nuanas podcast is available thanks to the Wingate by Wyndham Hotel. We are broadcasting live from the Kurtz Polaris Studios. Kurtz Polaris at 2904 West Broadway in Missoula, Highway 83 in Sealy online at kurtzpolaris.com. And if you want to listen live and you're out of the market, maybe it's just easier on your device, your phone, your tablet, whatever it is, listen on the stream. The stream's available at 1029ESPN.com. It is there thanks to Opportunity Bank, your local bank, your opportunity. Okay, let's try this again with Tom this time. Let's go back to the phones for a wing at Wednesday. We welcome in Tom to the show. Tom, how are you? I mean, I don't know, man. I feel like Tom is jinxed. You know what I mean, Coulter? Mm-hmm. I'm not jinxed. There you are. Well, you <laughs> <laughs> then I have to be a rejoin. <laughs> I'm not jinxed. That was an amazing entrance onto the show, Tom. Uh, very well done. I hope you're not jinxed. You were certainly ready to go right there. Uh, welcome in. How are you? Uh, are you ready to uh, to play a little trivia with us here, Tom? I'm ready to give her my shot. Okay. Are you in Are you in Western Montana, in Missoula? Where are you calling yeah, in here from? I'm in Missoula, yeah. Okay. Okay. Very good. Are, is it, are, you, are you in and out of the rain today? I mean, it's a little drizzly, isn't it? It is. I just, you know, as long as it gets over by tomorrow, I'm hoping to get the golf in tomorrow. So. Okay. That's my guy right there. A little of that late, that late route, late season golf. I'll tell you what, September, October, very underrated golf months in Montana yeah. as far as I'm concerned. Uh, I always hope to play on my birthday, which is the end of October, so. There you go. There you go. Right, right, walk right off the course and start collecting candy from the houses, right? That's the way to go. Uh, all right, Tom, here we go. Three questions for you. If you get two of them, you got yourself a basket of wings to the Desperado. If you get all three, you're going to get yourself a shirt as well. If you need help on any one of these, I am your lifeline, all right? All right. Boys, some chicken wings would really hit the spot. Tell me likey. Tell me want wingy. All right, uh, Tom, you and I are both very much in the dark on what Coulter's trying to pull off here and when it comes to trivia questions, and I have I have a very bad omen about this. But anyway, we'll see what we can do. Here we go. Question number one, Coulter, what do we got? Well, Tom, if you were listening to the first hour of the show, the first set of trivia questions, it was a reference to last year, and I, we were just laughing about how, how we can remember things. For, if you give me who won the Super Bowl 10 years ago, I can get to the answer pretty quick, but who won the Super Bowl last year might be even harder. Who even played in the Super Bowl last year? It's hard to remember the most recent things. So, my questions are all about statistical leaders in the NFL from one season ago. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. So, here you go. Number right. number one, who led the league in passing yards last year with 5,129? I think that was Drew Brees. Um, boy, uh... Yeah, I... What do you think? Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking I might go with Drew Brees. Drew Brees, a very good guess. Coulter, yeah. is it Drew Brees? It's not Drew Brees. Okay, hold on. Oh. Now put a bookmark in it. Okay. Um, 
All right, go ahead. Go ahead. Question number two. We'll come back to that one, okay, Tom? Okay. Just hold tight. Yep, there. we will come back. Uh, we will we'll circle back right. around. Okay, number two. Who led the league in rushing yards last year with 1,434? We're just going to go with a lifeline on this one. My guess is kind of girly, but... So, there's only three... Actually, there's four possible answers here, I think. I think it's Todd Gurley, Alvin Kamara, Ezekiel Elliott, and Saquon Barkley are your four options. I think it's probably not Alvin Kamara because a lot of what he does is is on passes and screens and stuff like that. So, I think he he made his hay as an all-purpose back in terms of his total yardage. I, I love the Todd Gurley thing, although he was he was kind of he kind of hit a, a roadblock there the last couple of weeks. Honestly, I I would say it was either Ezekiel Elliott or Saquon Barkley, even as just a rookie. It was probably Ezekiel Elliott. Is yeah, my but I, it, that is where I would probably go with you on this, and not a hundred percent confidence, but I I would I, I would put it on 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 Ezekiel Elliott. Yeah, I think I'll go with Ezekiel as well. Ezekiel Elliott, good use of the okay, lifeline. Yep, Saquon Barkley. Ezekiel at 1,434, a full 127 yards more than Saquon Barkley, and a full almost 200 yards more than Todd Gurley. Was Todd Gurley third? Todd Gurley was third. Joe okay. Mixon fourth. Chris Carson fifth. Who fourth? Joe Mixon. Okay, just so we're clear. Christian uh, McCaffrey fifth. Derek Henry, er, Christian McCaffrey sixth. Excuse me, Derek Henry seventh. Adrian Peterson, eighth in the league in rushing in yeah, what, season number 14. He went over 1,000 yards, didn't he? Yeah. That is impressive right there. Um, all right, Ezekiel Elliott, you got one in the bank. There you go. Okay, question number three for you. Here we go. Let's see all right, you knew this one was coming. Who led the NFL in receiving yards in 2018 with 1,677? I thought it was going to be net punting. I thought it was going to be net punting is what you were going to do. Uh, sorry, I cut you off. In receiving, what was the total? 1,677 yards. Wow. That's a big number. That is a big number. 1,600, huh? Um, Boy. I mean, you got a handful of options, right? I mean, it's yeah. it's like DeAndre Hopkins, Julio Jones, Michael Uh-oh. Thomas, Devontae yeah. Adams, probably not Devontae Adams, no. especially last year. Uh, uh, I don't think it's anybody from the... Chiefs probably, um, it, you know Antonio Brown, but I'm sure that he didn't lead the league last year. No, I'm gonna have to go with Thomas. I believe he loves the Saints. Yep. Coulter, Michael Thomas, sixth, sixth in the league. Yeah. Get out of here. He's a, he's a PPR guy, not so much a, a, a yards guy. Yeah. Did we name? Have we named the person? You named him, yes. Okay, Ryan did. I'll give you a hint. He scored a long touchdown on Sunday Night Football. This Sunday Night Football, or or last year's Sunday Night Football. No, this this Sunday. Oh, this Sunday. Yep. Uh, oh, then must have been uh, Julio Jones, then, huh? Julio Jones, sixteen hundred and seventy-seven. Yeah. That's amazing because he led the league in yards, but didn't he only score three touchdowns last year? 
That would be the knock on Julio. Well, that He's would be the Julio. knock on Matt Ryan and Steve Sarkeesian. Yeah, Julio that Jones, would be knock on, Julio on Jones had eight touchdowns a year ago. He's caught three already this year. All right. Julio hey. Jones, only one double-digit touchdown season. Let's give him one more crack at number one. I'll tell you, I'll, t- I'll give you two hints. Number one, Drew Brees was not even in the top ten in passing yards in the NFL Really? He was not. First oh, time that's in his stunning. First time in his career because he got a bunch of guys like Kirk Cousins throwing for a bunch of yards on terrible teams. Uh, okay. I'll right. tell you this. The, the guy who led the league in passing yards last year was not the phenom, but rather the old guy, but not the old guy you're thinking of. <laughs> so, so it's not Mahomes. Not Mahomes. Yeah. Huh. Oh, yeah. All right. Well, then it must be Brady then, huh? Not the old not guy, the you're, old guy you're thinking of. Not what? Not the old guy you're thinking of. It's the a other different old, old guy. guy. A California old guy, perhaps. California. Nope. No? Nope. No? The only good quarterback to ever come out of the Mac. Oh, Roethlisberger. Ben Roethlisberger. Hmm. Dancing, dancing. The no. judge says... Uh, he already got the he already got the wide receiver though. Okay, we're so good. He's got some wings. Good. He got he got he got it. He got it. Uh, Tom, give your information to uh, the producer in the back. Get yourself some wings for the desperado on us. All right, enjoy. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Very well done, Ben Roethlisberger. How about that, dude? Who saw that coming? Not me. I would have knocked for so many yards. Me, he threw his arm out in game it, two this it year. It's taken me a long time to get to Ben Roethlisberger on that question. I can't believe that Drew Brees out of the top ten. That is shocking. Ben Roethlisberger, Patrick Mahomes, Matt Ryan, Jared Goff, Andrew Luck, Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, Philip Rivers, Eli Manning, Kirk Cousins. Eli? That's what I'm saying, man. Like, <laughs> congratulations, Matt Ryan. You threw for the third most yards in the league. Didn't make the playoffs. Congratulations, Eli. You threw for the ninth most yards in the league. You won two games. Congratulations, telling. Kirk. You ruined the Vikings. Stu <laughs> telling the Juanas. One hundred two ninety ESPN Radio. That's how we do it on a Winged Wednesday around here. Um, yeah, it is. It is an interesting phenomenon that the that the stat makers are very often are are as often not on winning teams as they are on winning teams. Well, see, that's why stats are for losers, man. Because passing yards is one of the most deceiving stats in the game. Because yeah. if your team is perennially, perpetually losing. You're going to throw the ball all the time in the yeah. fourth quarter rather than running the ball trying to close the, the game the out. The Blake Bortles uh, right. thing. Yeah. No, it is it is true. And I mean, I mean it's why Mike Evans has gone over 1,500 yards for three years in a row because he's on the Bucks and they just start throwing it deep when they're down three touchdowns. All right. Very good. By the way, Jalen Ramsey says he is going to play tomorrow or is reported that he is going to play. I don't know if he, in fact, said it. Reported that he will play tomorrow for the Jacksonville Jaguars. We'll see if this will be his last game as a Jag. Um, Are they going to do the color rush uniforms? Jacksonville, Tennessee, you can get some really weird... Some people absolutely hated this. It was the worst uniform ever when the Jags did, like, the the tannish brown, weird, like, off-gold color rush uniforms instead of, like, either a green or a black or whatever. Tennessee in that blue, I don't know, man. It can get weird, Tennessee-Jacksonville on a Thursday nighter. Yeah, the uh, the jersey thing needs to get fixed, man. Like, in college basketball now, when 
there's no continuity between the two teams, and you know, like Idaho State and Southern Utah will play, and they'll both wear their darks, and you have like the burnt orange and the red, and it's like you can't even tell the difference between not the, being able to tell the difference, and also you know when they do like uh, when they do the the pink game. There are some uniforms in the NFL that the pink looks so good on. Yeah. And then, like, when wa- when a Washington Redskins have that pink on, it is, it is, I mean, from somebody who knows nothing about the Roy G. Biv color wheel or art or color theory or anything, it is unwashed. Like, I can't even stare at them with those things on there. Horrific. Yeah, it's brutal. Kind of luck of the draw there at that point because pink ain't changing. Um, all right. Coulter, excellent work. Appreciate it. We're going to take a break. Coulter is going to be on his way down to Grizz practice, but it's okay. We got our ESPN roundtable with Hellgate head coach Mick Morris around the corner. The Hellgate Knights 2-0 and for the first time in 25 years. In fact, yeah, about that. 25, 26 years, I guess, 1995, the last time they were 2-0. and We know about the trials and the travails of the Hellgate Knight football team, even to the point of not having a football team, which was, interestingly, McMorris' first year as the coach of the football team at Hellgate. And that thing has gotten turned around for a variety of factors, but certainly the head coach being one of those. But an amazing road right now to be 2-0 and and headed into homecoming for Hellgate, a spot that five years ago you said would have been an impossibility. So we got a chance to sit down with the head coach of the Hellgate Knight football team, McMorris. We'll bring that to you right after this. Whether you're traveling to Missoula for business, a family visit, or to watch the Grizz game, the Wingate wants to be your home away from home. Call the Wingate to find out how we can take care of your next trip to Missoula. From conference rooms to great complimentary breakfast to an indoor water park, we have what you need and what you want when traveling. The Wingate of Missoula is a proud supporter of Grizzly and Lady Grizz Athletics, and we look forward to making you feel at home when you're not. Get commencement ready at the Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Their grad fair sale is going on right now if you visit msubookstore.org. Free regalia? When you purchase a diploma frame at the MSU Bookstore, you can obviously visit the MSU Bookstore on the Montana State campus. The Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Visit on campus or at msubookstore.org. 